confession before God. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not repellous, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. If you were not here last Sunday, we saw a lot of miracles, and uh, we're going to be seeing miracles here this morning. Uh, If you're sick, get ready to get well. And we're not just talking about physical sickness. Sometimes our bank account may be sick. Hello. You know, today, I'm going to say this because I feel the Lord is giving me this and I want to do it this Sunday. But this is what I'm going to do. Let me tell you something. If God can grow legs, and we saw that happen, why can't he touch your bank account? How is he going to do that? Don't ask me. Go ask him, okay? He's able to do anything. Nothing is too hard. So next Sunday, we're going to be having another message. may be different, but we're going to be having a different kind of healing service. Bring your checkbook. Amen. That's what I feel led to do. If you really believe, bring it. If you don't believe, keep your checkbook, checkbook at home. That's okay. But if you believe, I'm believing God for a miracle. Something is going to give. If you bring your checkbook, your wallet, whatever it is, bring it here. We serve a God that is living. I want Christianity that we can touch. Something we practice. Something that touches our lives. Why should we have a God and he does nothing in our lives? Why should I worship him? But God has said in his word, no man worships me in vain. Nobody seeks God in vain. God himself asks the question, He said, I didn't tell you to serve me in vain. So nobody does that. So you get blessed. So next Sunday, don't forget. If you forget your wallet or your checkbook or whatever, and you get here, go right back home and come in and come right back here. Amen. If you believe, please do that. We are going to have testimonies about it. It's all by faith. If we can believe God, all things are possible to him who believes. Uh, I used, some people say, how is he going to do it? Jesus told the disciples, go get some fish, okay? And you'll find some coin in his mouth, okay? I like to be that disciple so I can pay all my bills, okay? Amen. This morning I want to continue with a message before we pray titled, The, Test, uh, the Power of a Testimony. Power of a Testimony. A a testimony is given by somebody who has witnessed something, seen something, or experienced something. And testimonies are very powerful. But for every Christian, God has called you to be his witness. You witness for him. You are his witness. And this didn't start here in the New Testament. God said it in prediction through Isaiah the prophet. He started it all the way back there. For that you will be a witness of God. Now, if you are going to witness for God, God has placed you in his level, right? You don't get a goat to come and witness in the court, right? You got a person, right? 
So when you witness for God, God has placed you in his level. You have some power when you are a witness for God. In Isaiah 43, it says, you are my witnesses. Say with me, I am God's witness. Yes, we are his witnesses, says the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he, that he is God, and that's your witness. Jesus is God. I am he, and you are witnessing to him and all that he is. His glory, his power, his abilities. You're saying, that's my God. He can do it. You have any problem, he'll take care of it. That's what he wants you to witness. So so you are my witnesses. And I'm not going to let that witness go in Jesus' name. I believe in God's witness. You are my witnesses. Understand that I'm here. Before me, there was no God formed. So I'm witnessing for God. Amen. I'm witnessing for God. No God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, he says, even I, don't look anywhere else. I, even I, I am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. Who is that Savior we're talking about? That's Jesus. Jesus is the Savior, and I am His witness. If you believe in Him, you are His witness. Now, that's what God wants from us. He's made us His witnesses. Now, if you read in Acts chapter, chapter 1, beginning from verse 6, He says, Therefore, when they had come together, that's after Jesus rose from the dead, they asked Him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to so Israel, they were more concerned about natural kingdom. Uh, we want to reign. We want you to be the king of the world. But that's not why Jesus came. They wanted to know that Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power or his own authority. It seems like what God, where God tells us not to go, that's where we really want to go. Where he tells us to go, that's where we are too weak or too reluctant to go. God says, don't mind, your, don't mind the time about when Jesus is going to return. Don't go searching when Jesus is going to come. Just know that he is coming. That's not your business. But then he went on to say, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be what again? Witnesses. Notice, you will receive power. So you are not just an ordinary witness. You are a witness with power. Because you are witnessing for God. That's the way to witness for God. A witness with power. He says, you will be my witnesses. Not just only in Jerusalem or in Judea in Samaria, but onto the uttermost part of the world. And guess what? This is the uttermost part of the world. And we want to witness for Jesus right here, and we want to show and demonstrate His power. We'll tell you about His power. That was Mark's gospel. Mark wanted everyone to know who Jesus was. He says, uh, 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 Matthew will say, well, Jesus, this is the Son of God, because He's writing to the Jews. And He says, he, this was done to fulfill this and that, 
that was written concerning him. That was Matthew. But Mark, Mark was, was more interested about his, about his power. That was his interest. He wanted them to know. He says, this is Jesus. See his power. So you see from the very beginning, you begin to get the essence of what they are trying to witness to us. And look the same. He was going to show everybody that Jesus is the Christ for the whole world. So Gentiles and and Jews will understand. But John, he's Jesus. He is the Son of God. He wanted them to know that. Now, that was their witness. You shall receive power. So, there is a family commandment from our God to us with regards to witnessing. Jesus came and spoke to them. He says in, in Matthew chapter 28, All authority, how much how many of the authority, or what, how much of that do we have? All of it. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. There is no authority anywhere else. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, because I have the authority, I want you now to go in that authority that has been given to me in heaven and on earth. To make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. Even to the end of the age. Now, how did he send them? That's where I'm going to. How did he send them? In Matthew chapter 10, he told, uh, tells us this. And when he, called his, when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Whenever Jesus sends his servants out to preach the gospel, he tells them to heal the sick, and to, to heal all disease. So he told them, go therefore and do this in my name. He says, I give you power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So what I'm about to tell you is this. It doesn't matter which disease you got. Because he has sent us to preach the gospel and his word cannot return to him void, you will be healed this morning. We have the authority to do that. He has sent us to preach the gospel. And so you can be healed today, this particular morning. It doesn't matter what kind of disease you have. To cast out devils. Now, let me tell you this. There are sometimes the sickness is as a result of a demon behind it. You know, Jesus rebuked the fever in Peter's mother. You don't talk to something that can't hear you. Right? The fever was a demon spirit. I know it's it's difficult for us to understand this. But I don't have to understand it. We just have to accept it. And I've told you this. The devil went over and then made Job sick with boils. Job had boils. But I can tell you this, if you take the sap from his blood and you put it under a microscope, 
you'll find why he was sick with boils. And the doctor tells you, oh yes, he had bacteria, that's why you have the boil. But the scripture says it was devil, the devil that made him sick. So sometimes the sickness is from the devil, and God has given me power over every demon to cast them out. It's just a different kind of demon. It's a disease type demon. So I cast the demon out, and guess what? You're healed. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You're healed. Now listen to what he says in verse 7. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me tell you, God's here this morning. Can I hear an amen? amen? God is here this morning. God is here this morning. Many Christians will say, I, I wish I lived during the days of Jesus. And I lived during the days of Peter. Then I know when I just go to Jesus and Jesus lays his hands on me, then I will be healed. He's here this morning, okay? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. He says, as you go, preach. Let them know the kingdom of God is already here. Jesus is already risen from the dead. He is seated at his father's right hand and he's watching everything that's happening here. And he knows, he knows that you came this morning to receive from him. And he won't disappoint you. He won't disappoint you. Listen to what he says. And you go pre-saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But that was then. The kingdom of heaven is already here. Amen. That's what he says. Heal the sick. Hello. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. Heal the sick. We are his witnesses. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. I'm still looking for that. Raise the dead. You mean Jesus wants me to raise the dead? Not just to go to church and sing, I fly away. He's also wanting me to raise the dead. Have you ever thought about it? And we read that scripture, we say, how nice. But you've never done anything about it. Did he mean what he said? The reason we don't see it, we've never tried. You know why we're not trying? We are afraid. (laughs) What if it doesn't work? What if it works? Then this whole church will be packed. Amen. Right? Even if pastor has tried it seven times and it didn't work, he'll lose some of his members. But after the eighth one and that person rises, all of those that left will come back. Right? We just don't try. But Jesus meant what he said. Amen. My thing is, you're not dead. Why can't he heal you? You're still alive. If he can raise the dead through us because he's not here, he's telling us to do it. Can I hear an amen? He's telling us to do it. But you're still alive. You're not dead. I told God this, this I think it was some, one, one day I woke up about 3 o'clock and God was just, take down the limitations. If you have a tobacco uh, addiction, God can break that desire this morning. I don't care what addiction you have. God can do it. 
He is God. If you're mentally sick, depressed, you're cutting yourself, you want to kill yourself, and you don't know why, Jesus can take that thing out of your body right now. This, and He's going to do that this morning. Can I hear an amen? He's going to do that this morning. You don't have to be sick. He came that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. If you are feeling depressed and not wanting to live, that's not abundant life. That's not what Jesus came to give. You can receive it. Say, well, I don't know how to get it. Just believe it. Just believe it. And God will deliver it into your hand. All you have to do is believe it. Believe it. And I am a witness. Amen. I am a witness. I'm a witness to that. God can do it. He can free, free you from that. You know, I was reading, uh, uh, listening to, uh, uh, you guys have heard about Smith Wigglesworth, right? And, and people who say they don't believe. Now, uh, Smith was invited the pastor, a pastor said to him, now listen now, uh, I'm really, I've been down this last six months because there's a prayer warrior in my church, a lady. She's old. She broke a leg and, uh, and uh, she went back to the, doc- to the doctor. They said it together, but the thing won't come together. She broke it again. And now maybe in two places, if I go remember, and she now has been told by the doctors uh, that she has to lay down all her life until she dies. And, and, and then they said, go, go, go pray for her. And the, the, the man said, you really need to help me because I've lost my prayer warrior. She's the one that can bring the presence of God down when she prays. And so he went in there, and her husband has been sitting in a wheelchair for the past, uh, uh, for the past four years. And so Smith, he went in there and says, how about it now? And she told him what happened about the leg and all of that. And, uh, and uh, that the leg is broken. I'm holding. She used the word no nutrients on my leg. And it, it, the doctor said, but I believe that if you pray for me, uh, you, I will be healed. And, and, and then Smith said to her, listen, lady, when I pray for you, God's going to heal you right now. And the husband who was sitting in the wheelchair says, I don't believe that. You will never make me believe that. I can never believe that. And he said, all right. And then he prayed for the lady, and she felt the presence of God, and God healed her, and she was saying, I'm healed, I'm healed. And and, and, and then she she said, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to make you, I'm going to tell you, stand up from this uh, bed and walk. And she says, get out of the way. And And then she took off running, and then the old man started saying, make me walk, make me walk, make me walk. And he said, he turned to him, to him and said, repent, you old sinner. And the guy said, yeah, God, forgive me. You know, I never meant that. I just said it, okay? <laughs> and he was healed. Both of them. Oh, why? All we have to do is believe. Amen. How do you define Sickness. Let me help you understand this. You know, if you are hit by a car, you get sick, right? You were well, but now after you've been hit, you're sick, right? (laughs) If you don't think you're sick, I'll be visiting you in the hospital. That's where sick people go, right? You're sick. 
But then there is what is called disease. A germ or something come in there. You know, there's sickness, there's disease. But let me tell you this. When a disease has no cure, that's a demon. I know people have this theology. How can that be a demon or something? But let me tell you this. You know, the magicians of Pharaoh, they were able to cast down their sticks, right? Their rods. And what did they turn into? <laughs> were there real snakes? I don't know. Did God do that? I don't know. Well, God says it was real snakes, right? If Satan can make real snakes and turn water to blood in the time of Moses, way back then, what makes you think he can make you sick in your body? But all I have to do is challenge him in the name of Jesus because I have authority in his name and I can cast out that demon of cancer by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And Jesus has said to us, if, if you believe the works that I do, you do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. And he says, whatsoever you demand in my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask in my name, whatever means whatever. Cancer, whatever. Depression, whatever. Headache, whatever. Headache. Oh God, don't bother. I can take care of the headache. Well, that headache might kill you. Let God do it for us. Amen? You know, I remember this. We limit God so much because we're not thinking. For young people, listen, Solomon wasn't born with understanding and wisdom. You know that? I've said this here before. Solomon wasn't born with wisdom. He knew it too. He said it. God, you know, I don't, I, I'm not like my father. I, I don't have this wisdom to do this. But he loved God. And he asked for wisdom. And guess what? God gave it to him. One night. One night. He transformed his whole life. And transformed his kingdom. But we think, well, God, that was Solomon. Oh, really? Did Jesus not tell us in his word that those in the Old Testament, the greatest, was John the Baptist, right? But the least in the new kingdom, right? The kingdom, he's greater than that. And James tells us, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Let him ask. And he'll give you wisdom. You know, that, I told you I woke up about 3 o'clock and was thinking, and that God reminded me of this. There was a, a schoolmate of mine years back. And uh, he was in um, what's, no, pharmacology. Yeah, that's how he was learning to be a pharmacist. And, uh, but he was, he was taking this course. And he, was, he was doing so poorly. It's been years back now. He was doing so poorly, he was failing. And you know how it is very depressing when you, things are not working well. And he had the lax exam that he had to take that would determine his final grade. And I, I didn't know what was going on. <clears throat> so he sought me out and said, uh, uh, Brother, good luck. I need you to pray for me. 
And I said, what about? What do you want? He said, well, I just uh, want God to pass this. I want to make a C. And I told him, a C? That's what you want me to pray for? A C? Well, I, I'm not in his shoes. I don't know what he's dealing with, you know. All I know is that, that for me, that's a bad grade. <laughs> I'm not going to pray for you to, uh, to have a C. I told him I'm going to pray for you to have an A. He, he got so excited. He told people, and uh, Pastor Addison, my pastor, heard about it and said, uh, good luck for saying he was going to pray for him to make an A. Guess what he made? An A. True story. He made an A. Let me tell you this. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. When God delivered that wisdom to Solomon, he stayed with Solomon until the day he died, even when he wasn't doing right with God. But he got it that one day when he was okay with God. Can you understand what I'm talking about? God can make you smart. And if you, this morning... Uh, I got a lot of stories going on in my head. (laughs) You know, when I was a kid, and I'm talking to the young people, when I was a kid, uh, they they do voodoo, right? And they took me to this witch doctor in Africa. I know we don't do that here, right? Yeah. But they took me to this witch doctor to make me smart. And he was going to do a voodoo for me. And they told me, <coughs> excuse me, oh gosh, his track record, that he's helped a lot of people and they got good and they were doing, making good grades. God helped me out that day. I wasn't saved. But I went into his uh, living room and they were going to do voodoo. That's what we don't know. Now, those of you from Africa, you know when it's going to rain, they start burning some stuff to stop the rain, right? But Christians, they just lay back. These Africans working with voodoo, they're thinking they can stop the rain. We don't think about that. He thinks, he thought, this voodoo doctor thought he could make me smart. So we sat down and I was excited. I'm going to be making all A's from now on. That means inviting demons into my life. That was it. But as we sat down, he was doing it, making his concussion, and he took a fish, a, a, a fish head, you know, the head of a fish, and, and that was part of the concussion. And I thought, he's going to give me a fish brain. <laughs> there is no way I'm using that stuff. I was quiet. I looked at him. That's what you're using? The head of a fish and a fish brain? And he made it and gave it to me. I took it back to my school. And I, every time I looked at that stuff, I said, a fish brain, no way. I <laughs> went behind and I threw it away. Do you know what God did? He's, he stopped a demon from coming into my life. If I had accepted that, that would have destroyed my life. Point out. If the devil thinks he can make you smart, why can't God? Why can't God? Where did they get that kind of thinking? We limit God. We limit God. 
And God saying, take the limitations away. Let's believe him. And if we believe him, we'll see miracles. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the one who walked on water. Amen? And he's here with us. He raised the man that was dead for three days. He raised him up. He can actually do the same here with us. God can make you well this morning. Amen? Don't limit him. Jesus described his mission. He says in Luke chapter 4, and we're going to be closing with this, and then we'll start praying for the sick. And I need the young people, if you want God, sometimes we think that's not going to happen. I'm believing it's going to happen. Amen? Yeah. Because Isaiah 54 says, God will be your children's teacher. I've been saying that. You need to believe that. And God will do that for us. Amen? He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news. You see, what we are proclaiming now is good news. That means your relationships can be healed. Your marriage can be healed. Sometimes we don't realize when there is trouble in our home, uh, according to Paul Youngicho and even Smith Wigglesworth, the trouble is a demon. It's a demon that's come to the, He hates marriages. And we don't recognize it. We are fighting over the details, but the real troublemaker is right there. And God can deliver you from it. God can deliver you from alcoholism. Yes, in an instant. And if that's you coming this morning, we'll pray for you. If you drink another, you will go to the bathroom immediately. In Jesus' name. Amen? God can do that. To free us from everything that's addictive. Because he came to present to God children without spot or wrinkle. Amen? He came to bring us good news. Because we're poor, we can't help ourselves. He said to proclaim to the captives release. To open the eyes of the blind. To set the oppressed free. And at the time of the Lord, to announce the time of God's favor. God wants to do that today. Many times we're wondering, when is God going to do it? Now, today is that day. Please give me Second Corinthians chapter 6. Messed up. Okay, I'll just quote it. That's right. Second Corinthians chapter 6. He says, in the day that is accepted, the acceptable time, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. He says, look, behold, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day God wants to heal you. Amen? So, are we ready to get well? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Close your eyes right now. Thank you, Father God. You know, God can put back organs that are diseased. 
take them out and replace them with brand new ones. Thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you, Father, for your word today. If there's anybody here that's having problem with your neck, would you come up? You have neck pain. That's what I got first. If you have neck pain, please come up. Because I, I, that's the first thing I'm hearing. It causes you a headache. Is it stiff? Yes. Okay. Well, you're going to go farther than that today by the power of the name of Jesus. Now, once I put my hands, God will begin to lose everything that he's going to lose. But the thing is, like Jesus says, stretch out your hand. When I lay my hands on you, God's going to, and pray in the name of Jesus, all of that's going to go. And then you need to, no fear, there will be no pain. There will be no pain. Amen? No pain. In Jesus' name, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Nerves, bones, unfuse yourself in the name of Jesus. Satan, I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Bones, unfuse yourself. The ligaments, be normal. Muscles, be normal. In the name of Jesus, neck, you will function the way God made you to function right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Keep doing it. In the name of Jesus. I can see you're going further now. No pain in Jesus' name. I rebuke the pain. There is no pain. Can you give God a clap offering? There is no pain. Thank you, Lord. No pain. Keep doing it. Thank you. Yes, brother. The neck, huh? Yeah. I just can't get it in my seat, man. It's been a long time. Because of the neck? Yeah. And it's hurting you right now? Sure is. Okay. When I'm through, the neck is not going to hurt you anymore, okay? That's good. Prayer partners, please come. You know what I tell you? Be violent. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, be violent, take it by force. Because I'm laying my hands on you, God's already healing you. I can feel it already. And so immediately, don't even, it won't be there. There will be no pain. Pain, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of this neck right now. Everything that's wrong with his neck, in the name of Jesus, no pain in Jesus' name. Thank you. You feel nothing? No pain. In Jesus' name, thank you for healing. Thank you, Lord. Can you give him a clap offering? Can you feel any pain? No, man. No pain. <laughs> no pain. Hallelujah. That's all good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Where is that child? The child? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> do you believe God can do that? Are you sure? When is he going to do it? Right? I like your faith. Now, what's the problem? Um, he has a blood clot in his heart. Blood clot? 
Okay. Let's make. Can you all join me? For, for, just put your, put your hands over here. We can get my English together. Okay. Yes. Yes. Come over. This, the blood cloth is just going to poof. Can I hear an amen to that? Because Jesus is here, they won't find it anymore. In the name of Jesus. They will not find it anymore. In Jesus' name. Where is it supposed to? In his heart? Okay. It will disappear. I'm not going to pray. I will just put my hand there. And God will do that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Life, life. God gives life. The enemy has no room. Everything is disappearing right now in Jesus' name. Somebody said, how does God do it? Where did it go? God says, I made molecules. I made atoms. I just make them disappear. Okay? And God's doing that now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. One thing that you are going to notice, the child will have more energy. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I believe he's done. I believe he's done. Can we give him a clap offering? The doctors will complete. Thank you, Lord. How are you feeling? Doing better? A little bit more? Mm, okay. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. On future, now in the name of Jesus. Pain, I commend you. In Jesus' name, leave. I don't care what the doctor says. Over. Thank you, Father God. Now, now, you believe me. In Jesus' name. No pain in Jesus' name. He's going to go. All day declare that God has healed you. What God has started, he'll finish. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. When? Today. So you're having it now? Okay, when I put my hands on you, it's going to disappear right now. And tell me. Okay? Thank you. Out in the name of Jesus and never return. Never. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Out now. It's gone. Good. It's gone, right? No pain. It will never return in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.